0: Time. Welcome to the most must Here podcast. Welcome to Off The Job. I'm your host, Tony, and alongside, as always, we got Scott and Zach. Zach's internet's acting a little bit funky, so we'll see how long we have them for. But most importantly, who we have, we have the best rapper in the law enforcement game who vows to build stronger relationships between officers and their communities. The always hilarious Vine legend. TikTok, you don't stop YouTube styling, Spotify profiling, a.k.a. Forensics, better known Damn. as Stephanie Hookum. Thank Woo! You. Welcome wow. to the show,
1: brother. Thank Woo. you. That was, I think, the best introduction I have ever had in my entire life, so I appreciate I it. That's the best he's ever bro. done for the show. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, when you got the best, you got to bring the best.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fuck there yeah. you
1: go. Just Officer Daniels who? Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, da- Thanks for hey, coming Robert. on the show. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> thanks Tony for coming through, on the show, man. Night there too, man. With the, the vine reference,
1: that that's yeah. You know that you're an OG <laughs> hook and book and follower when you reference <laughs> vine because that yeah, shit yeah. Is gone. We got to bring that back. I like I vines. Well, that was great. That's what
0: I mean. It, it's TikTok now. TikTok is
2: just just is they're so comparable. It's not good. It's the well, TikTok's like longer vines. I thought vines were cool because like you literally had what was it, ten seconds or something like that, or, and then it was over. So like six at first six, six seconds. seconds, yeah. So and, then it went be, and then it
1: went to fifteen, and we were like, "Holy shit, we could do a lot with 15. But like yeah,
2: originally six seconds, like that. Had, you had to be so creative to get that message point across so quickly. It was crazy. Right.
1: Yeah, and they were very simple. That was it was a very simple time because as hard as it was, <laughs> they were just simple videos. Is it weird doing TikToks? Yeah, I still won't, I still don't grasp like like how to use TikTok. I <laughs> use it, but like I don't like all the effects and all the stuff. I, I honestly I just like wing it, and they suck, and that's okay. But whatever, it is what it is. I'm not really big on the TikTok thing. I mean, I'm there, but I'm not there. If you know what I mean.
2: You guys got it. something
1: right. So it's not like when you're at work on your Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So there listen, thanks there. for. Thanks for coming on the show. We originally started um, this show off the job to bridge the gap between first responders and civilians, and it kind of morphed into um, something different, something for uh, burnt out first responders to come to chill, to relax, to hear some entertaining shit. Um, Now, not only are your videos funny that you do, but you obviously have more of a meaning out there, and it's humanizing the badge. So we're gonna to get to talking about that, but I'm gonna let Scott roll it off here with his first question of this little Q and A that we got going on. So, 100%.
3: is this the first firefighter podcast that you've been on?
1: 100. percent
2: Oh Jesus. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Perfect. I don't. Know into a firehouse?
1: I don't know if I've even heard of another firefighter podcast. I mean, I know they're out there, but as far as like. But the guys that I know, Firefighter Fenton, Fire Department Chronicles, like, they do their stuff, but I've never seen, like, a podcast side of things. So it's kind of cool. Respect. Nice. Well, thanks. Uh,
2: Have you – are you a first-generation police? Did you – or do you have family in it as well?
1: Um, Ironically enough, my immediate family, uh, meaning my mother and my father, were actually paramedics. Um, So they started – on the right side of, of first responding, right? And I finished on the wrong side. Um, <laughs> but no, I, um, I have a cousin who is also a police officer. Um, and in my family lineage, I actually have four police officers that have been killed in the line of duty. Um, that's something I've found out oh, sure. now as an adult. It's not something I knew when I was younger getting hired, but um, four, possibly five. I'm really big into genealogy, so I researched a ton of that stuff. So it, it's not anything... I like – it's not like my dad and my grandfather and my great-grandfather or anything like that. But I actually – I have – actually, technically, I have three cousins that are law enforcement um, and in that back lineage. But my parents were, uh, were paramedics. That's how they met. Hmm. That's,
3: that's,
0: that's pretty badass. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and and so, that's
1: actually the same way my wife and I met uh, on the job as, as police officers. I thought okay.
0: you were going to say through genetic testing. I was going to say that's a little
1: no, weird. I fa- yeah, yeah. It, yeah, she came up on a test, and I went knock knocked on the door and- <laughs>
3: I would say West Virginia is a lot closer to us than it is you, so.
1: <laughs> you joke, but a lot of my family lineage is from Tennessee and Kentucky border, so I'll let you figure that one out. <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, Hookum, um, which, which came first for you? Was it rapping or wanting to be a police officer?
1: Uh, definitely the music. Uh, I've been doing music since I was about 12 or 13 years old. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it it kind of morphed into – I mean, it was a hobby. And then, like, when I was, like, 16, 17, I had a manager. So I kind of started doing a little more of it, like, semi-professional, I guess you could say. But when it came to going to starting school, uh, I had put in to go to college at uh, Cal State Long Beach. And I wanted to go to their audio engineering program that was awesome. And I didn't get accepted. Ooh. So – uh, I had been accepted to San Diego state university. Yeah. Real world buzzkill, uh, accepted to San Diego state university. And I went without really like an idea of what I wanted to do. Cause I was kind of like sucker in the dirt kind of thing. And, um, my senior year of high school is when my, uh, school resource officer kind of put the bug in my ear and I was like, Hey, have you ever thought about being a cop? And I laughed. I was like, no, I don't <laughs> think, so. uh, I'm not, I, I mean, you guys from seeing our videos, I'm sure you can assume I'm not a very big guy. Um, and I was definitely not uh, any bigger in high school. Let me put it that way. So, uh, you know, it was just kind of a, a joke. Um, but as time went on, it kind of clicked. And, and I was like, you know, that actually would be a really cool job to do. Um, but when I went to school, the music stuff kind of faltered because it it was hard to do both and to travel and to do the things I needed to do. And um, it, it didn't come back until I was already on fine. And I had met officer Daniels and he heard my music from somebody who sent it to him and suggested that I pick it up and tailor it to law enforcement. And that's, that's kind of where that came from.
2: Oh, so I mean, throwing it out to you, man, you, your shit's good, man. Like we, you know, when we were doing research for this episode, I didn't know about the whole rap and stuff. It It's good, man. It's, it's good shit. Thank you. I appreciate it. Listen, that. I, I have here some lyrics that, uh, I'll about
0: oh, about oh, yeah. us. Um, <laughs> oh, no, and you know okay, what? It, it, okay. it, it's 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 good. It's good uh, but I gotta throw it out good, there because uh, it's it's about firefighters. So it goes: check the thermostat, burn it again, call the firefighter. Notice the one burns brighter than a highlighter.
1: That's a pretty fire line. I'm not gonna lie. That sounds really that sounds really <laughs> familiar, actually. Uh, I like that. That's good. What? <laughs> what, what, uh, what you can keep yeah. saying that to make him
2: feel better, feel good about himself. Yeah. It's all right. No, th- that's yeah. not my line. That's his line from his that song.
1: Is. That is. Burn to the game. Check the thermostat. Yeah. That's old school. That's Fuck actually it. really old school. Yeah. It's 20, well, 2018,
0: I saw on Spotify that you put out that album.
1: Yeah. that Those lyrics actually have been written – several years prior and I and I redid the track for that album. Um yeah. So it's um it's something I you know I had in my back pocket and I was like, you know what? I gotta fill up this album with the tracks. Uh might as well re-record stuff that I wrote years ago and it worked out.
3: You know, it's funny that you mentioned your stature when you were thinking about becoming a police officer because yeah. for a little while before I saw the light, I was actually in a police academy. And I'm not the tallest and back then the biggest dude. I'm like 5'7". Uh, I think back then I was like 165. And one of the cadre came up to me and he was like, yo, bro, you're going to be in a lot of fights.
1: <laughs> Bigger than I was. I was, uh, I'll say 5'6 on a good day. 5'5". Five, five, and when I was in the academy, probably 140. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe 150. Um, but I, I have also had been an explorer uh, prior to that. So before going to the Academy, I was 21 in the Academy. So I got hired right at the minimum age you could be. Um, I had been an explorer for three years prior to that. So I had been lucky enough to see a lot of that and to experience it. And as you guys know, now doing what you do as well, it's not always the bigger guy that wins the fight. So no, um, sometimes it's nah. smarter, yeah. not harder.
2: Exactly.
1: 100.
0: A 20 foot straight ladder always fucking gets me. I am short. Let me tell you. <laughs> one quarter of like, the
1: entire ladder.
0: Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the angle here. 90 degrees. Got to throw it on a good day. Hopefully the wind's behind me and I could just toss oh. it right off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never had that problem.
3: <laughs> yeah, lucky you on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Deputy, today we're going to do a little bit earlier than usual. We're going to do a little uh, this or that, which is we ask you a simple you know, this or that question, and you pick a response. Whether or not you want to divulge into that response is completely up to you. Okay. Um, but we're going to dive straight into it. So uh, <laughs> he's smirking. He's ready for it. He's like, I've been training this whole entire week just for this moment.
1: That's right. That's right.
3: So on the first one, would you rather wear a high heels or a belly shirt for three straight days?
1: Belly shirt. Oh, that's an
3: easy one. Yeah, belly shirt. Belly shirt?
1: You would probably rather me wear high heels, but I would rather (laughs) wear
0: a belly shirt. I'd probably get paid more
3: in the high heels, to be honest.
1: It just would hurt. Like, uh, my feet would kill me. That's the only thing that would stop me. I'd be like, ah, like, I can't walk.
3: And and doing a pursuit in high heels does not sound like
2: a good time.
1: No. No. (laughs) No,
2: Not at all. No. Okay.
1: That's if I even muster up the energy to keep running after them and (laughs) why, you know, nobody wants me to arrest them anyway. Why would I keep running?
3: Why chase them? You have a car. (laughs) You can't outrun the radio. That's what we (laughs) Okay. Would you rather sit down with your parents and watch every sexual encounter you've ever had or sit by yourself and watch a sex tape of the night they conceived you?
2: Well, that's a tough one.
1: I I would rather watch me be conceived, I think, as sick as that sounds.
3: (laughs) Wouldn't have to explain anything.
1: (laughs) No, I'm good with explaining it. I just think that, like, I could be like, uh, like I've like I've seen some shit in my day, right? <laughs> and you go through one tweaker's cell phone and you've seen enough to last you for a long time with grossness. So that doesn't bother me, but what would bother me would be the awkward sitting there while they watched me doing it. That would yeah. bother me.
2: Yeah, I agree hundred percent. No, yeah.
3: You mean yeah. that awkward question of how much more cocaine do you have in your butthole? Or <laughs>
1: It's been asked.
3: <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So simple one. Dr. Dre or Eminem?
1: Mm. Eminem. Oh yeah.
3: Okay. Well, well, all right. Well, without without
0: Dr. Dre, is there an Eminem?
1: No, there's not. That's true. Yeah. That is true.
2: So uh, that's not what you asked.
0: Um, yeah. That's true. I mean, I'd rather Eminem all day. I'm just. I just have to. Someone has to back Dr. Dre up and, and his beats, so...
1: No, totally. All about it. Uh, you know, Dre is is from a, a different generation of, of hip-hop, and um, as good as his music is currently uh, and was back then, it's just a different generational thing. Uh, and I, I also think that Dre and NWA and EZ and Ice Cube and all those guys, they all kind of sound the same. Yeah. They all have the same... Yeah. West Coast hip hop ish, like, whereas Eminem was in a league of his own. He was something new that nobody had ever heard.
3: Okay. So we have discussed this on the podcast plenty, and it is oh, yeah. the most difficult thing during a work situation is <laughs> for you, it's even worse. So do you pick the porta potty or the sketchy, like, gas station bathroom to poop?
1: <laughs> um, I you don't particularly – when I got to go, I got to go, and I have not made it before, so. Oh, God. I love it. That's honesty, though. That is a no, 100% honest answer. Oh, and yeah. You want to know the worst part about that story? No. I, wasn't, I wasn't near either a porta potty or a gas station. I was in my fucking station. Oh, shit. Oh, gosh. Kissing in the toilet, standing up. What, you have, like, a shark just popped out the other end? I sneezed. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I get it. I kid you not. I had – we have this breakfast spot that has, like, that greasy breakfast food that you have, you know? Oh, the best. It, yeah, it's the best, but it wrecks everybody on the entire <laughs> squad, and you know that it does. So that's what we did. I went to patrol uh, – I went to breakfast with the patrol guys. And I go back to the station. I'm planning my day. I'm doing my thing. I'm wearing my slacks and my button-up shirt, you know, my tie. I'm, like, doing everything right. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I kind of feel like I got to take a dump. But I'll hold off a little bit. I'll just go pee, ease the pressure off, you know. And then I'll go to my desk, plan my day, and then go visit my office. Um, that didn't happen.
3: Well, you didn't want to take off the gun belt, the Kevlar? The-
1: <laughs> I spent the next hour and a half driving home to shower.
3: <laughs> get back to work. It's a sto- it's a story. Let me tell you. I mean, we have the same situation with, and these guys can back me up on this. Is the firehouse coffee is like liquid Drano for
0: your guy. Oh yeah. You want
2: to well, get cle- you want to get cleared out. That's how you do it.
0: Do you guys mm-hmm. use uh, uh, Folgers over there at at the precinct or what? Because because we only buy the shittiest coffee. We need to hook up a fire department coffee and buy more of his coffee, but. I can do that. Maxwell, Folgers.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you know, most of the time, most of our guys have like, we're bougie. We got the station cure. Keur- we try to be like bougie. you guys. Like, so here's the thing. We don't have lazy boys, okay? Or big <laughs> screen So we get Keurigs, and that's what makes us feel like we're firemen. So okay. we have the the Keurigs at the desk. Uh, my partners each have their own coffee maker at their desk. You'd think we could just have one. We don't. Um <laughs> But the patrol guys, they have their own Keurig for the patrol team. Other than that, there's local coffee spots we go get. But uh, old school coffee? Nah.
3: I love the old school coffee. It's terrible. So holders
1: in the cup with the with the coffee filter. and nah. It's and
3: the best so part of waking it. up. Yeah. Feels yeah. with sarcasm. It's great.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're directing traffic for two hours on a rollover crash, you don't want anything waking up in your cup, if you know what I mean. Oh, That's why yeah. We
3: just, we just parked the, park the truck across all the lanes of traffic, and then you just go behind the truck. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know. Right over all the evidence.
3: Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not our fault they left it there.
1: Yeah. Nah, it is what it is. If I could oh. do it, I would. <laughs> Don't put on our car fires. <laughs> okay. Funny story about that. Funny story. So I was a rookie cop, and I was working night shift. And uh, I got a call of a brush fire at like two in the morning in the river bottom, right? It's probably some transient fire or whatever. So here I am, 21, motivated, ready to go. I'm like, oh my God, show me in route. I'll be code. And I'm like, hauling butt. I get there. I get out. I get my fire extinguisher. I find the fire. God, I'm a hero. Well, here comes the fire truck pulling up and parking. You know, the guys get out all half asleep. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, um, it was right over there. I used the fire extinguisher. I put it out. Um, you guys just might want to check and make sure it doesn't come back, but it's just a little spot fire. And he goes, huh, you want to give me your fucking taser so I could do your job next time?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, um, sorry. I. Like, same mission, same team here. Apparently not. not. <laughs> so that was in that station. And they were kind of like uppity, the fire department guys. They were kind of uppity. I then went to a rule station, and I had a dumpster fire that I put out with fire extinguisher. And the guys drove up in the fire truck and looked over. And these were cool guys. They drove up in the fire truck and looked at me, and I was like, hey, I put it out. And they're like, cool, good night. And they just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> That's some shit we would
3: do. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> What you should have done is yeah. brought up the salty guys a case of donuts and just been like, hey, I wanted you to feel a day in the life. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Cat catch jobs, not feelings.
1: They thought they were really special for some reason. And I was like, okay, sorry about putting out the little homeless fire.
3: Now I gotta get the fire extinguisher recharged. Thanks, guys.
1: Well, I mean, we all know how it is, right? You guys become firemen because firefighting's exciting.
3: And then we run EMS all day.
1: Just like we become cops because pursuits are exciting and uh, major crime scenes are exciting and chasing bad guys is exciting. Now I take burglary reports all day. Those are the only fun times of our day. And then when the one time happens, like if we have a pursuit, and I'm like, oh, this guy's running. And then a fireman were to tackle him, I'd be like, my (laughs) dude, what are you doing? No, you don't (laughs) got to worry about it happening on my end, not doing it.
3: Yeah,
2: Situation dependent.
1: Sometimes. I
2: remember one time I was at the hospital, and one of the guys got out of the uh, mental health unit and you know big guy jacked huge and he's on a mission and he runs past like everybody then two got two firefighters that i was at the hospital with run after him I'm like no no he just no. left the mental he left the mental health unit he could kick all of our asses over again i'm like no nah, i don't know just wave and say see you later like not doing it
1: yeah not happening i know a fireman who uh chased a guy for one of our one of our local pds and he was like a marathon runner and this guy runs and he takes off and he's chasing him like in full turnout gear and he's just chasing the guy no the guys looking that's back it. at him and he goes hey dude i can keep this up for four miles your choice and the guy just stopped and like laid on the ground <laughs> you know it is what Wait, it is that's using smarts
3: right there okay on to the next one if you had to pick one or the other have a flock of geese swarm you every time you fart or never use a foam or computer again which one do you choose
1: flock of geese. Nice. nice. Could be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, he has a guy. Yeah, yeah. A... geese are aggressive.
0: They are oh, yeah. aggressive. They're little shits. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right, go 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 for it, Zach. <laughs> Alrighty. So your big concept has uh, been this, you know, humanizing the badge kind of uh, theme you go with. Um, what? Where did that idea come from? Was it your idea? Was it, uh, you know? You know, I guess what was your inspiration is the best way to
1: put it. Um, Humanizing the Badge as an organization uh, mm-hmm. uh, was started actually by Mike the Cop. Um, oh, Mike the guys, all the names today. Uh, so if you guys know Mike, um, his, his brother actually was killed in the line of duty uh, several oh, years before. Yeah, several years before he started doing the social media stuff. And his dad is actually a chaplain. So when his brother died, they obviously, you know, did a lot of things in his memory, in the community, and they saw kind of how it worked with bridging that gap. And I think that they kind of came together and realized that they needed to do something because of what was going on and to humanize law enforcement because they themselves had seen what it was like for somebody to murder a law enforcement officer in their family. Um, So when I started doing social media, uh, and I got linked up with Daniels and with Mike, um, humanizing the badge was already a thing as an organization. Uh, they approached me, they asked if, if we wanted to be involved with humanizing the badge. And of course, absolutely, we said yes. Um, but as an idea of humanizing the badge or to humanize the badge, um, I think that's something that's ingrained in us and something that we've been doing even before I did social media. Because you don't like to go to work every day and be the guy that's a jerk. You don't like to go to work every day and be the guy writing tickets or whatever, you know, you have to do your job, but at the same time, you want people to see you for you, not for the uniform that you have on. Um, so I think that's something natural that cops do, but you know, I've been very lucky to be able to spread that message through social media. Um, but a lot of that is because of the guys that I've worked with, with, you know, officer Daniels and Mike, the cop officer Smith, um, the guys that are really, really doing good stuff. Um, it, it, it's been a total honor. Um, but, I did not create it, but I am happy to keep it going. Let me tell you that. For sure,
0: yeah. You have a lot of positive returns with messages from uh, just regular civilians saying, "Hey, man, like it's really cool what you're doing," and like, "What's you know, what's the hate like?" On the opposite end of that spectrum. Uh,
1: yeah, we we do get a lot of positive stuff, um, especially when we when we first kind of started and things weren't so polarized. Um, you know, we would get messages constantly from people who. Uh, would say, you know, hey, um, I, I never trusted the cops, but, you know, watching your guys' videos really makes me realize that you guys are fun and you're funny and you're approachable. And because of that, I, you know, I went and I brought, you know, food for the cops at the restaurant next to me or whatever. Um, and with Bookum being black, it, it it kind of gave a different um, You know, side to things where we would get messages from young black kids who were like, hey, you know, I never trusted the cops. Seeing how you guys interact and seeing what you guys do as being black and white, um, it it allowed me to kind of trust a little bit better. Um, And those messages are always great. And then there's the messages from cops about my music and other first responders about my music and even citizens that are like, hey, you help me understand cops better. Um, But, of course, with all those things comes the hate. And the people who just want to troll. And just today, I I, I posted a, a um a video from Steve Enman on my Instagram. I don't know if you guys have seen that video. Steve Steve Enman. He does. Uh, he was a king of the cage commentator. So during COVID, he started like commenting uh, or commentating on um like just hilarious videos where people like eat shit and fall and fight with the cops and get taken out. Um, so I posted one of his videos and it was like a guy outside of a truck and he's like not cooperating. And he's like, you know, they're all holding him at gunpoint, trying to get him to calm down and cooperate. And out of nowhere comes this Texas DPS trooper. And he, he just levels the dude and takes him out. So I posted it. Cause his commentation on it is funny. Uh, and of course there's some guy, Oh, if he was uh, African-American, he would have been shot. And you're like, Really? Like, yeah. how does that even like, I don't know. It, it, you can just tell that people, A, they do it to get a rise, but you know, B people just are that ignorant in their head. that They, they can't see that the things that we see on TV are very few and far between, between the contacts that law enforcement has with, with people every day. Um, but as far as like random messages, I don't get a ton of those like hateful random messages, other guys. Uh, Daniels gets a ton of them, um, I think it just depends on how the page goes and who it reaches. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, I've never really gotten a lot of that. I don't. I don't know why. But when I do it, I'm pretty quick to shut them down and just move on. With the, um, yeah, with,
2: with like all the, the notoriety and you know being very public, have um, have you been noticed? Like when you've been on the streets, I have at yeah. work. Is yeah. it kind of weird? Is it like been in your favor? Is it kind of worked against you?
1: I've never had it work against me. Um, it usually catches me off guard a little bit. I actually just um, on Saturday we were working an, an overtime detail and I walked into a restaurant and somebody's like, Oh, what's up? Hook I was like, Oh, <laughs> hello. Um, but uh, the first Back time it you. happened. Yeah. Yeah. The first time it happened um, it was very early on in the vine days. Uh, and I, I mean, early on in the sense that we probably only had like five or 10,000 followers. It was not anything substantial. And we uh I actually went to a car accident and I rolled up on scene and got out. I was like, hey, is everybody cool? Is anybody need an ambulance? And this guy's like, Oh man, I just saw you on the internet last night. And I was like, uh uh. Um, you know, and that was that was when a lot of people didn't know what I did as far as coworkers and and oh, yeah. know, bosses and stuff. Um, so I was like, Oh hell, like what's gonna happen? you know, and obviously things are different now. We're six years into doing it. The following mm-hmm. is big, the things that we've done have a lot of, of um teeth to it as far as being able to say, like, look, this is what we've been able to do through social media. So I don't worry about that as much, but it definitely happens and when it happens it's it's odd. Definitely. So-
2: how was that as, as, you know, your department started getting word, especially like your coworkers, like at your, uh, your level, was there a lot of like people just like, you know, making fun of you, like the normal, like uh, ball busting that you get, or, you know, was it positive or.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, you know how we are as first responders, right? We're always going to bust each other's balls. Oh yeah, of um, course. Have and it. there is a lot of that, but I also know that in, in our line of work, especially in today's society, um. Cops are looking for anything positive to get them through the day. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that they see it as that. I hope they see it as that. Uh, but I'm also, I mean, I'm a jokester at work too. So a lot of that stuff just kind of rolls off my shoulder. And I'm like, whatever, like, you know, I'd make a joke back or make fun of myself back or whatever. Um, I, I haven't really had any issues. And I think that's because I do draw a big line between work and.
2: Yeah, well, I think that's really play. important. Yeah. So uh, hey, who
0: who's been your most fun collab that you've you've done with out of out of all the people that we were name dropping? Is it um what's the girl name? Uh, Tammy? Tammy? Yeah, uh, Tammy, she's funny as shit, man.
1: I, I was I was actually gonna say that. Um, yeah, you know, Daniels and Mike and um Angry Cops, like they're all really good friends of mine. Um, I love them to death. I love them like brothers. Uh, I love everything that we've worked on. Um, but Tammy is definitely, uh, I want to call her by real name, Chelsea. Chelsea is definitely, um, it's cool to see what she's done and where she's gone because she is getting substantially bigger with followings and with the things she's doing. And I'm so, so proud of her and, and the stuff that she does. Um, And it's an honor to have worked with her and to call her a friend. And uh, she was at my wedding. And, you know, when I see her out doing the things that she's doing, hanging out with Kid Rock and Luke Bryan and all these people and selling out comedy shows with her and and Daniels, uh, I can't, you know, help but be amazed that um, those are people that I can call friends. And I'm extremely lucky and extremely um, proud of them for what they're doing. Uh, But, you know, every video, every chance we get to do a video with somebody is really cool when it's not just us. Uh, especially if it's somebody who's well-known or has a big following because it's like, wow, like I used to follow that guy. Yeah, uh, I remember when Daniels followed me on Vine and I about shit my pants. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, this guy just followed me like, and then he started messaging me and then we kind of, you know, became friends from there. But, um, but even like other people, like, um, who aren't like media, like, like video people, um, you know, like uh Cafe Anderson. Right. Um, He's a country singer, um, Graham Allen, uh, Man Spot. I mean, all these pages that are big pages that mm-hmm. are like follow me, and they like like my picture, and I can like message them anytime. Be like, hey, what's up, dude? And, like checking in on you, hoping you're good, or send them a text message because I have some of their numbers. It's it's hard sometimes to not like I want to say fangirl, but it's hard sometimes to realize that what I am doing has got me to a point where those people consider me their friend. Um, it, it's kind of surreal and it's kind of cool.
2: So I'll expand this question a little bit. We'll do part, you know, for your, uh, the video stuff you guys do and we'll add it to your music as well. Is there someone like you would die? Like you, it's like the dream of your dreams to do a video with or do a song with or something like that. Like who would you, like, who's that one person that you just make your day?
1: Um, I think video wise, it would be cool to do something with the guys from Super Troopers.
2: Oh, that'd be awesome. um,
1: Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Uh, one of them actually one. liked one of my posts once, so I was stoked about that. Um, <laughs> There's hope. Yeah, I thought I thought that was super cool, but um, that would be cool. But in the you know the video videos are like I don't want to say that they're like a thing of the past, right? But in today's climate, it's difficult to do those videos because anything you joke about, someone's going to take out of context. Of course. And so you have to be careful with how you do it. So. I feel like in the last couple of years, I've kind of shifted more towards like being a a blue line advocate, being a police supporter, like being that motivating factor behind law enforcement instead of doing the comedy videos. But I'm not opposed to doing them if they're done right. But music, I would love to do a song with five finger death punch. Um, uh, Tommy Vex would be incredible. Um, You know, there's so many people that are just incredible artists that support law enforcement and are vocal about that that I think it would be really cool to get on a track with them and, and do something extremely positive. Coffee Anderson and I have talked about doing a song for a long time and I haven't yet. Um, the options are definitely there. Um, that's awesome
2: though, because you, you've just thrown out like three completely different genres of music basically from artists. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome that you can just, that you have that, that one that you have that, I like guess diversity in your own musical uh, interests, but you know, that yeah. you have people. awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's about, being a musician, is not sticking to one thing. Oh, yeah,
2: 100%.
1: And you reach more people that way, too, when you mix it up. So
3: So I think we messed up on this one, being that... uh, So Deputy Bookum lived with you throughout the police Academy, right?
1: Um, Not during the Academy. We went to the Academy together. Um, He moved in with me maybe, like, two years after the Academy. Um, We met in the Academy, and then we had linked up and we had both bought, um, motorcycles at the time. And awesome. somehow we found out like, Oh, you just bought a bike. I just bought a bike. Let's go ride our bikes together. So we went and, rode. and then he was like, yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm looking for a place to live. And I was like, Oh, I got a guest bedroom if you want to move in. And at the time I was like pinching pennies to pay my mortgage cause I was a new cop. And, um, so having him move in and help out with the rent was awesome. And then it, you know, he was living with me for shit. Six years.
3: Videos after that or after he moved in?
1: Yeah. 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 So uh he actually was was uh he watched Vine like every day. Um and he would just be hanging out on the couch watching these videos and he would just start cracking up and like giggling at these videos on his phone. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you watching? Like, why are you giggling like a child? And he's like, dude, it's this thing called Vine, they have these six second videos, they're hilarious. And I'm like, Oh, okay. He's like, yeah, there's this cop on there named Officer Daniels, and he does these awesome videos. He's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I checked it out. i was like, well, shit, I could be funnier than this guy. Like, let's try this. That. <laughs> um, and that's kind of where it, where it went. And one day I just came up with, hey, hook them and book him. That's kind of a cool, you know, that's, that's a cop saying. I mean, we say it all the time, and it's two people, and it's a duo, and it goes together, and it just kind of stuck from there. Um, but, Yeah.
2: Did you guys ever think, in your wildest dreams, you'd go from, you know, living, living to each other, your roommate sitting there just giggling like a little kid at vines to where you are now with the success you had?
1: No, definitely not. Um, <clears throat> it's it's definitely surreal to, again, like you asked before, look at the people we've done videos with and be like, oh shit, like I used to follow that guy and I had no yeah. clue, you know, that that he would know who I was. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely definitely surreal for sure.
3: So do you guys still ride your bikes together, like Twenty One Jump Street or anything like that?
1: <laughs> no, please say we've, yes, moved, please on. Say oh, <laughs> we've moved on. Uh, I actually sold my bike uh, a couple years ago, traded it in for some desert stuff. So desert stuff. What was that? Like uh, a Yamaha YXZ side by side hauler and a truck to pull it and all that crap. Um, yeah, you know, I, I liked I like I had a Harley. Um, I liked my bike. I never loved my bike. I, I mean, I loved my bike, but I never loved riding. It was always like I would go riding and I'd be like, eh, I don't know, like today could be the day that I get to go some car. <laughs> so it always kind of put a weird thing in the back of my head. And uh, I was never a hundred percent confident. I guess I should put it that way, but I did like riding. I enjoyed it when I was out like in the middle of the desert and there was nobody around me and I was on the freeway just like cooking. Um, but, uh, Bookham was, he liked the busy areas, like going up the beach, like on the Pacific coast highway and too many people. Not about that. Um, but my wife's talked about getting bikes again, but, uh, I don't know. I'm reluctant. I like my arms and legs.
0: Yeah. We, we, we've seen too much shit
1: with them. So I'm like, yeah. 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 And then I have my mom who's like, Oh, you know, I saw people die and I'm like, I know me too. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. She always gets in my head. She always, uh, (laughs) it's always good. She's been good at that forever. You're going to put holy water on your bike. Just spray it on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved having it. It, It's just, uh, you know, uh, they say with age comes a cage kind of a thing out here. So, um, (laughs) I, I definitely, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of fun at the desert, so if I'm spending my money on something, I might as well spend it on something. I don't feel like I'm going to die every day I leave.
3: I mean, that desert stuff's awesome, but the problem with a bike is like, you're like, I'm going to pass that guy, and you look down, and you're like, holy shit, I'm doing 120 miles an hour.
1: Not on a Harley, but yes. (laughs) When I was on my Harley, I'd hit like 98 and be like, can't go any faster than this. It's going to fall apart. Um, But yeah, no, I did did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. There was a couple sketchy moments, so I, uh, I don't know. I like the desert stuff. It's fun.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, dude. So, uh, your, your rapping game is amazing. Um, do you sit down and come up with these lyrics or do you kind of just start recording and kind of like just free spitting on the mic?
1: Yeah, no. So my process typically is I will look for music first. <clears throat> so there are several, um, Websites and places you can go where producers sell their music that they've produced, and they have like different rights that you can purchase to use the music. Um, so I'll go on that, I'll peruse that stuff, I'll find a beat that, that I like. And um, once I find a beat that kind of fits what I like and the mood that I'm in, that's when I'll start putting lyrics to that. And, and sometimes that's a quick process, sometimes it's a slow process. I'm working on a song right now that um, it's taken me a week and a half to write the chorus or two weeks to write a chorus. Um, and I've written songs like Fallen in 45 minutes completely. So uh, it really depends on what mood I'm in. Um, but yeah, I will write it beforehand. I handwrite my lyrics. Um, and I take the notebook into the, into the recording booth with me and I read off the notebook. And um, that's kind of the process. And then it, obviously there's adjustments in the studio. Uh, but uh, it's fun. I, I love making music. I always have.
2: Uh, I remember I've, uh, do you have like a, I guess your own kind of a notebook where you write things down? Like, do you always carry it with you like all the time? So if you have inspiration, so forget it, or do you just use your phone?
1: Yeah. I use my phone for, for stuff that pops into my head. I'll put it on my notes thing on my, on my phone. Um, and usually it's like random and I'll just put the line down and then like, Three months later, I'll look through it and be like, oh, yeah, that line's good. That could go here. Um, But the music, I've definitely slowed down writing. And I think it's just because this last year has really sucked. And it's been a drain on on everything from professional to personal with COVID and with everything going on. um, It's been really hard to find the motivation to write. Um, But I know I need to. And uh, I I know that people need – new music and I know it's very important especially in today's world so that's you know I'm, I'm working on the third album right now um, I don't know if it's going to be like a you know 10-12 track album it might be like an EP with like 5 or 6 but I'm going to yeah. get something out in 2021 uh, because people deserve it so
0: little little side question to that um, so you, you talk about how this past year was hard um, do you ever and, and this is just me just thinking out of the top of my head here like, do you ever say like, "Oh, I'm just being lazy," or "Man, I'm I'm a little depressed," like you know, down in the dumps lately? And th- this is just totally like a mental health kind of question sure. that sure. I just thought.
1: Yeah, no, I I feel both ways. Um, I will. In fact, the other night I was uh I was sitting here at home, and you know, obviously my my wife is a cop as well, so we both kind of go through the same things, right? And um, it's very interesting to have the household where we both experience the same stuff and we have the same ups and downs that we all see in our partners and everything else uh, here at home, which is helpful because then it doesn't really affect home life because it's very easily explained. But I was on the couch the other night and I was laying on the couch and I was just staring at the ceiling and she was like, you okay? What's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel fucking useless. Like I feel like a of shit. Like I'm lazy. I could be working on my music. I could be making a video. I could be, you know, working on this podcast stuff because I'm launching my own podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not doing anything. And she's like, we'll go do something, but it, it's hard. You know, you feel like, I just want to go home and I just want to sit there, but that's not healthy. Right. Yeah. And because of that, then you start to think like, well, is it depression? Is it related to being burnt out? Is it related to, um, having a bad day obviously we go through this emotion um roller coaster and it's hard it's hard to get off sometimes so usually it takes me a little bit to kind of come home and chill um but yeah i mean i definitely go through that i think everybody does um, yeah
0: for sure that definitely i know you know i know sometimes there's shit i could be doing and i'm like i'm just going to sit on the couch and and uh play fucking Call of Duty for a little bit, and then after that, just watch a couple shows, and then an hour becomes three hours, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, And the next thing, thing you know,
1: your weekend's over, and you're back to work. Yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah. Yep. Totally normal. Totally normal.
3: Oh, yeah, there's entirely too many times where you get home, you, like, finish a whole bunch of hard stuff, you lay down on the couch, and then you're like, wow, I should be doing so much with my life, and I'm being a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I think it's important for for first responders to realize that that is normal that that's definitely part of of um, the process It's part of how your brain processes what we do and you know uh, I actually attended a uh, emotional survival uh, course that they put on here locally and uh, by a guy named dr. Kevin Gilmartin and he explained it really interestingly um, especially contrasting firefighters with uh, police officers when it comes to PTSD and to the burnout. And the way he described it was, you know, firefighters are kind of like um, Pavlov's dog, right? Everything is fine at work. Nothing is stressful until the bell goes off. And then boom, you shoot up and you ride the high. And then you come back to the station and it's back to status quo. And you decompress with everybody and you do your things around that firehouse. He said, law enforcement, you know, You come in and you're starting here and then you go to work and boom, you're up top. And then for 12 hours or 10 hours or eight hours or whatever your shift is, you're maintaining this high level of stress and looking around. And is someone going to come up and assassinate me and whatever? And then, boom, you drop down when you get off. And because of that, boom, you cycle down even further down to negative. Um, Obviously, it affects us both the same. But it's different because with firefighting, you have like a boom, 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 right? And depending on where you work, some of that will then go all the way down and crash, um, especially if you're in areas like D.C. or areas like you know Baltimore where things are very tough on everyone who works any kind of first responding. Um, But it's interesting to see the differences and to see how first responders deal with those things because it is universal. Even though law enforcement might have a different experience than firefighters, it, it is all the same and the totality of it all comes together. And it's really, really important that we all recognize that and we do the things to mitigate that and to make things better. When you feel like a lazy sack of shit, you don't want to get up, push yourself, get up, do something. Um, because that's the only way you're going to break the cycle, especially when it's affecting your family.
3: Gotcha. Well, that's one of those things that I've noticed a lot. And I, I've talked to these guys and like, whenever we run into run into the other, other side out in the streets, we're like, hey, swing by the station for a cup of coffee. Like coffee pot's always on. Because yeah. when we decompress, we have a crew to decompress with normally at least, like whether that be yep. play pranks or fucked up jokes or whatever. A lot of times yeah. I know for both our counties, like they have partners, but they're still alone in their squad car. So it's kind of like, Hey, yeah. here's this traumatic incident. Now get back in your car and yeah, think about
1: yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've always been super appreciative of the fire guys when they do that. Um, I I've been invited over to watch like the Pacquiao fight and like, it was just the coolest thing to like go to the firehouse and just hang out and watch TV and like, everyone's just making food and watching the fights. And it's like, it's a good feeling. Like that's a great environment that, that firefighters have. Um, cops have a good environment too. And there certain days where, you know, oh, it's like 4th of July, let's barbecue at the station or whatever. And like, that's all cool, but it's, it's hard because like you said, there is a lot of individuality, whereas like, Oh, I got a call. I got to go. You guys can stay and keep barbecuing, but I got to go handle this thing. Um, whereas you guys are always a unit, you know, you're always like, gone. Going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. different, but it's the same. I mean, And that's, you know, obviously we love the rivalry, right? We love the firefighter cop rivalry. Um, And it's funny to see people online get all butthurt. And then they're like, oh, you know, it's bullshit. You're talking, make fun of firemen. Like you do hard work. It's like, I know, dude, like I fucking respect the hell out of what you guys do. Like, it's a joke. It's cool. Like we're, we're all part of the same thing. Right. And um, I know that the firefighters I work with, not only the guys I know personally, but the guys that just show up on calls that I recognize, I know that they would give their life for me. And I would do the same for them. And we would both do it for the community. And that defines who we are, not what job we do.
3: Uh, Fuck yeah, that's dude. That's awesome. When they, sit, when they hang out at the station, like my old station, cops always used to hang out because it was like between two different beats. And it mm-hmm. was awesome because we got to know them so well that like on calls, yep. we barely even had to talk to each other. Like yeah. I, I drove awesome. the ambulance to a house fire and one of the cops pulled up and she's like, where should I park? And I'm like, you're in front of the
1: fire hydrant, goddammit. <laughs> just move not right there oh, we're good at that we're good at that shit uh yeah no i had one station i worked at um i had the code to their door and they're like hey dude if you got to come in and go to the bathroom or whatever like whatever and we go in there and you know buzz in at like two in the morning and they're all asleep and we go into the kitchen and like take sodas and shit and uh <laughs> they were totally cool they're like, yeah, I they were, like, like you didn't want to be you didn't want to be that guy that's like it's caught in the kitchen at like two in the morning they're like what are you doing and you're like nothing like you gave me the door code um making but,
3: sure it's secure.
1: <laughs> uh, and it's it's funny as hell. I like going to the local fire station sometimes and um I know a ton of guys obviously personally from you know uh growing up and 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 professionally knowing these guys and going to the fire station and I I love to like they'll be like watching like firefighter Fenton videos <laughs> and I'll be like I'll be, I'm, I'm like watch this guys and I'll like take a selfie and I'll send it to Fenton and then like He'll respond back and I'll be like, check it out. And they'll be like, oh, no way. He responded to you. And I'm like a celebrity in the firehouse because I know who <laughs> firefighter, you know, Fire Farmer Chronicles. And I, like, I know who Jason is and I text him all the time and it's hilarious. I just love it. I'm like, yeah, check it out. I'm cool at the firehouse. Um, <laughs> uh, that's <awesome>. Good time. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're, we're the easiest people to fucking
0: get excited and riled up. It's like, yeah, oh, here, here's a fucking keychain Just
1: dangling in the air. Yep. You know what I love about about fire departments too is that the um the like the rookie role is still really alive and well. Yes. And oh, like, yeah. And in oh, law yeah. enforcement, that's kind of like I want to say it's gone, but it's definitely on its way out. Simply because guys fucked it up. To be straight up, um, you know, they start hazing people and doing stupid shit. You know how that goes. But um, the last firehouse I went to, some rookie answered the door and they were like, "Probie, go over there and you know do whatever." And Go start dinner and this and that. And he's like he's oh, okay, okay. Like running around. I'm like, God damn, you guys give him a break? Like, they're like, nah, he's new. And I'm like, okay, you figure it out. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's cool, man. You do your thing. Um, no, nah, but secretly, man, like, I honestly, I would I would have loved to have been a firefighter or a paramedic, um, especially because my parents did it. But something about, I don't know, I don't know how to explain. I don't know if this will make sense to you guys. It probably won't. Something about being responsible for people medically scared the living shit out of me.
2: Zach, that's like, all, Zach. Yeah, I said, I would, I'm a paramedic, and it still scares the shit out of me sometimes. So
1: I would rather, like, how do I how do I put this to be politically correct? I would rather live with having to take a life to protect someone than know that I didn't save someone. Even after all my medical, if that makes any sense. Okay. I've like, buy that. As a, i so, buy that. I've done CPR on a many of people and I'm like, Oh, for whatever. Right. But when that happens, I'm a cop. Like I tried <laughs> <Yeah>. my best. <laughs> I did my best. Right. I'm not a paramedic. I'm not a fireman. Like you got the eight hours of CPR training that I have and I'm, I'm doing my damnedest. I got a tourniquet and I got these hands and that's about all I can do. Right. So it's easier to be like, oh, fuck, well, I did everything I could, you know? And I know you guys do everything you can too, right? But personally, I feel like, man, if I went to like paramedic school, which is hard as shit, and I passed paramedic school, and then this guy died on me, I'd be like, fuck, why, didn't I, why wasn't I able to save him? And I would rather be the guy that's like, eh, well, I did what I could, uh, but uh, next call.
3: So what you yeah. just explained was the difference between an EMT, Tony and me, and the medic, yeah. Zach. Because for yeah. us, like, if you end up coding, a dead person is the most stable patient I could have. You can't get any more dead. It's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the one way you to look we, at it. You can't get any more dead. so I can't it's do hilarious anything. hilarious you say that.
1: Because I, I, was a, uh, I was a field training officer and a corporal for many years, and um, I loved it. Best job I ever had. And I, the, the sadistic side of me came out when I was training my rookies, and I always taught them this, and all of them remember this to this day. I tell them all calls will handle themselves if given enough time. And they're like, what do you mean by that, Corporal? And I said, well, if a house burglary alarm goes off, can it get any more burgled? No, no matter how much they take. If uh, somebody's dead, can they get any more dead? No, they just get colder. Uh, And they're like, well, what about like, what about like a, like a shooting, like where the person's alive? Well, ultimately it's going to culminate in a death, which can't get any better. And,
3: and so, they're going to die eventually anyway. I mean, whether that
1: be time at of some life point, and stuff. the call will not have stopped severity, right? Like if someone robs a bank, it can't get more robbed. They either take more money or they don't, but it's still a robbery. So that was the sadistic side of me that came out. And my, it's funny. Cause like the guys that I trained that now, you know, I haven't been a, I haven't trained a new patrol trainee in probably three years. Um, and the guys now that are like senior deputies are like, is it
2: because they found out the what you were telling them?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. no, fortunately it's because I promoted up to detective, but, uh, the guys that oh, I well, trained,
3: congratulations.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I tell dude, them, that's I'm, awesome. I'm like, what's, what's, what's my rule. And they'll be like, all calls handle themselves. I'm like, fucking Hey, you know, you, you know, the rule. So it, it's, it's funny that you, you say that because we operate on the same premise. I mean. You got to take care of yourself, ultimately, and that's that's where I go with it when I teach them. I'm like, look, obviously, we have to get to our calls. We have to do our job. But yeah. when you get a call that's maybe not like a life or death patient and you're in the middle of dinner, eat your food. Take care of yourself. Don't starve yourself the whole shift to go take somebody's burglary report because at the end of the day, you got to work 12 hours, right? I mean- you got to take care of
3: same goes for us. All fires go out eventually.
1: We have to work 12 hours. You get to sleep about 8 and work by like 4.
3: <laughs> that is a bunch of bullshit. I'm I'm, uh, we get to look I'm at sure. a bed sometimes. I'm, you guys you know, probably have one, one my of those day fancy, day dinner tables,
1: hope. don't you? It's like you got the one of the dinner tables. It's like embossed with your guys' seal and your city logo, isn't it? Yeah, ain't wrong. Don't lie. <laughs> no, You do. Yeah, right, no, I know. Right. I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but they <laughs> have a few wrong. No, so, I've been to their firehouse. They have a lazy Susan in the middle of their firehouse for moving around condiments.
1: Because God forbid you have to walk two feet to the left to pick something up off the counter, right? I'm kidding. Listen, we're getting, okay, we're, we're getting
0: on such a huge okay. tangent yep. right now, just like PD and FD always do.
3: So yep. let's yep. – uh, who's he, getting us back on track? I'll do it. So, Deputy – was your academy hard? And did you lean on like any of your co classmates during that time? Or was it more just a mental, hey, I could do this, or maybe I'll quit today?
1: Yeah, no, I never had the quit moment. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't like that for me. The first two days kind of sucked. Um, and obviously this depends on where you, you go, right? Like uh LA County Sheriff has a, an extremely difficult academy, um, from what I've heard. Uh, whereas if you go to some other place. It's it's not anything really hard. Um, the first two days were difficult. Uh, that's where they they put you through the grinder, is what they call it. So that's where they, um, you know, they have you out there marching around, and they're teaching you how to march and turn and do about faces and all this stuff. All the times so you, you march, yeah. and then when you screw up, it's like grab a partner, run to the fence. And uh, I was golden the first day. I didn't even exist the first day. I was like, cool, man. I haven't done a damn thing. The second day, not the case. Uh, the second day I was, we were marching up the hill and the guy in front of me got out of step. So I got out of step. And who do you think the training officer saw? Second
0: guy. yeah, the, the, yeah. Five, the five foot five, 140 pound guy.
1: Exactly. So he's like, oh, you do push-ups or whatever. So I down and I'm doing push-ups. And uh I'm I'm doing these push-ups and I'm like, I'm doing my thing. And he's like, okay, get up. Now come over here. Now do push-ups. By the time we got to the top of the hill, I had probably done like 175 push-ups and I was gassed. Like my arms were like a little baby giraffe legs. So I was like, eh, you know. And uh I get up to the top and he's like, all right, you know, do whatever. And I'm down, and I'm like on push-up four. And I'm like, eh, and he's like, four push-ups. My daughter can do four push-ups. Okay, guy, get to the top, and finally I'm out of it. I'm like, oh, thank God. Then the guy next to me starts screwing up. So when they say, grab a partner, run to the fence, who do you think he grabs the entire time? Oh. Me, right? So the second day sucked. Uh, but to to answer the question, uh, I guess, concisely, um, the academy was awesome. It was a great time, um, good camaraderie. You, know, you, you build relationships that last a lifetime, and um, – I don't think it was particularly hard. There were people that had a hard time, but I was more than willing to be the person to help them out during that time as, as we should be as partners. Um, But I I want to go through it again today. I'll tell you that, Uh, (laughs) but it wasn't bad. It was all right. All right. We're going to
0: do a uh, segment that we like to call be advised your questions idiotic. So Zach's going to lead off with the first question and (laughs) just, just give everyone can answer. Fuck it. Let's just. Everyone can answer. Okay.
2: Go for it. All right. So we'll start off with our guest, obviously, keeping with the whole cop buddy cop kind of idea. Uh, if you could pick any sidekick to have, who would it be?
1: Oh fuck! Uh, that's that's not it. That's a really hard question that I've never been asked in one of these situations before. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with Batman because Batman was my childhood hero. But he's
0: a, he he's not a sidekick. That's the thing. So he's my
1: sidekick, bitch. <laughs> I'm hook him. <bitch. laughs> he's gonna be his sidekick. Yeah, shit. <laughs> he got he got downgraded today. Be advised, your answer was idiotic. Oh, <laughs> 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 you, you know. just got fooled, son. Was Sums idiotic? I did. Yeah, I yep. yep. <laughs> oh man, I think I
0: would have to go with Chewbacca. Um, he he never misses. He, does he he die? He dies. Right? Spoiler alert. He doesn't Chewbacca die? I don't
2: believe so. Uh, he doesn't talk. yet. Yeah, how are you going to communicate?
3: I,
0: I'll,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll say learn, Han Solo understands yeah. him some, somehow.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll learn uh, Chewbacchan.
3: Hey, Han does it? Fuck okay. yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't I worry th- about
3: my partner. Just pick your partner. I know who I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Rick from Rick and Morty because I choice. want that level of sarcasm with me throughout the day. <laughs> You're
2: gonna die real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna look cool. Um, I'd say if I had to pick, I'd probably pick. Uh, ugh, it's a tough one. I'd probably pick Sherlock Holmes because I'm always gonna we're always gonna figure it out eventually.
3: I can imagine you two on an ambulance together, and that is gonna be a long call.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, no. I'm- actually, no. Not with me. It's it's usually a quick call. We're into the, to the hospital as quick as possible. Okay. Definitely.
1: Getting to the hospital quick is one thing. Staying at the hospital for a quick time is another thing. We all know that.
3: Yeah, we'll just fill out reports for three hours. So how long could you last on the run after robbing a bank?
1: Now that you have all this uh,
0: police expertise, I mean, how long can you actually think you can you can go with robbing a bank and being a criminal?
1: Probably not very long. <laughs> could you make it to Mexico? I mean, I mean, yeah, it's like 15 minutes for me. Um, You know, I yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't I would like to think that I've learned some tricks. If IA is listening, I I haven't thought about robbing any banks, Uh, (laughs) but uh, I would like to think I do okay. I mean, I know the things to look for and the things that keep cases from being solved, but ultimately, at the end of the day, they always screw up. But we also say we only catch the stupid ones. So I might not last very long. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
0: like this was directed at me. Listen, yes, I'm I'm getting caught right away.
1: Why, have oh, you yeah, robbed a hundred percent?
0: No, no, but... Just listen, asking, I, just
1: asking shit, I don't I've, know.
0: I robbed enough banks in Grand Theft Auto where I'm like, uh, I always die. Every yeah. single time. So I can only five imagine five how it goes eight, in real life. Every time.
1: Goddamn five stars.
3: Wait, you guys have tanks?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you ask the people who hate cops, we have tanks. Oh, Jesus. Militarization <laughs> of our law enforcement.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a search and rescue on the side.
0: <laughs> just remember when they defund you just to give the fire department that
1: money. Oh, trust me, they're coming after you next. So <laughs> yeah, we're taking the heat it. now, but <laughs> you're going to be in the kitchen. So <laughs> we're, all, we're always in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> The uniform looks the same. It's blue. It's got patches. It's no big deal.
0: What is a pet peeve at work in the precinct? Or um, or do you guys just – do you guys call it a station or a precinct? Here
1: we call it a station. Or a okay. police
3: house, like a firehouse. <laughs> police house. Police
1: house. <laughs> uh, my, my in-laws call it a cop shop okay cop uh, shop. If you've ever heard that they're saying like, oh how are things down at the cop shop i'm like that's the first that's the
2: first one to nerd that one yeah, so yeah, like, um, yeah. Like-
1: apparently it's the midwest thing I, I don't know i but i love it and i use it now so it is what it is pet, pet peeve at the station that people do a couple of the big ones one of them is uh leaving your car half empty with gas Okay, uh, yeah. At the end of your shift. I'm guilty of that a lot, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Sean, if you're watching this, I apologize. I did it to him all the time. Uh, he was my car partner. He actually would draw me maps to the gas station on Post-its and put it on the steering wheel. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, so that's that's a big pet peeve. My pet peeve is like, like just lazy police work. Like simple shit that you should be able to figure out on a call that I as a detective get and I read it and I'm like, Why didn't you just do this? But I can't, you know, I can't be there with everybody and everybody's experience is different. But it would be like you guys, you know, reading a report that a medic used the wrong medication or something. And you'd be like, "Hmm, why'd you do that? So that's a big pet peeve of mine is just lazy shit. Oh, 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 I got another one that's probably better. Running your fucking mouth on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) That's a common theme throughout off the Everywhere. radio. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or, oh, God, okay, I'm full of them. I'm sorry. Here's another one. Oh, about, coming to them. How about when something is completely fucking obvious and they ask it on the radio, like, can we have a unit to start for uh, 1171, which we use for fire? 1171 vehicle uh, at this location. Yeah. Uh, 10-4, could you go with the description of the vehicle? It's the one that's on fire, guy. Like, hello, Get to the location, plume of smoke, burned car, that's your car. Go to the call. I don't know. It bothers me. I that
3: that exact know. thing happened, well, close enough to it happened to me about two weeks ago. I called out to communications with, hey, I got a disabled Mercedes-Benz in the middle of the road, four ways on, no driver to be found.
1: What color is it? The one in the middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in case PD can't find that one. They will eventually if they keep driving down the road. <laughs> I've had that happen too. Not to me, but to a partner. Oh, boy. <laughs> looking for a boulder in the roadway. Uh, no, th- I mean the deputy was looking for this road hazard boulder in the way, and then they're like, I found the boulder. It's because they went head on with the boulder in the middle. Send me
3: a supervisor. <laughs> exactly. Oh,
0: my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. Sorry, I can stuck uh, in all
1: your questions. No, no. you me just you're shut absolutely
3: shut <sighs> Yeah, the tangents are the best part of this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Dude, we, we 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 try to keep it within an hour just to be generous, but it's like there's so much always to talk about with everyone. It's like okay, like yeah. we have to rail it back in here and uh, yep. really hammer down.
3: Yep. Um, Scott, where are we here? Uh, we're on Zach. Back to it. If Zach is with us, Zach, yeah, Zach, is
2: still here for the moment. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, man, this whole internet thing's killing me. Anyhow, usually I'm the one yeah, with the fucked you. up
0: internet, and you're
2: you guys always make fun of me. But look, look who it is. That's true. But in my defense, we had like a tornado blow through last night oh, and fucked up everything around was- here. So. Listen, how come you get fucking you you earthquakes out here. there? How do you even know? He gets earthquakes out there,
0: and you're, you're, yeah. a little a little windstorm knocks out your internet.
1: That's true. I'm a victim. Sometimes we get like an inch of rain. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we <laughs> get an inch of rain.
2: You guys need rain out there, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it keeps you guys employed out here, so.
2: Facts. Oh, no. That's a whole nother beast, man. While in firefighting, no thank you.
1: That's what we're used to. That requires work.
3: Why would I want to do that? They don't have stations in wildland. <laughs> yeah,
0: listen, it's really
1: it, a thing for you guys back there.
3: No recliners. <laughs> if you
2: see,
0: it, yeah, if you see me with a with a fucking a rake and a shovel, they're they're probably gonna mistake me for an agricultural worker. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey. So, Hey, so someone get that poor little fella back out on the line. He's supposed to be farming, not not with them farming.
2: I'd rather do the like agricultural work. Fuck that, dude.
0: Dak, ask your what's your question.
2: I don't even remember where the fuck we're at. Okay, here we are. And <laughs> <laughs> so, we've digressed so much. Anywho, all right, getting back to it. All right, David. So and all the stuff you've been doing, you can either answer this as far as, uh, being in this, the social media world or just as a police officer in general, what's like the most rewarding thing you've done with all of this?
1: Um, well in the social media world, uh, the, the rewarding stuff to me is, is making a difference, uh, in somebody's life. Um, especially when it comes to being a first, you know, a fellow first responder. Um, being able to help raise money for a family that needs it um being able to uh highlight something that somebody did so where it gets attention that it wouldn't normally get attention um the messages that people send me about my music and you know telling me that they were suicidal and they listened to my music and it caused them to get help and like that stuff's extremely rewarding um that's that's the reason I do it for sure uh, on a professional level um Something I love, especially having been a detective for the last several years, I love calling victims of crimes and being able to tell them that I made an arrest in their case. Um, and it's even better when I can say that I found their property that was stolen or, you know, whatever the case, but just hearing them like be so thankful. Uh, because I think a lot of people think that like they call law enforcement, they report it and nothing ever comes of, of anything. So it, it's, it's, I enjoy hearing people happy that they were listened to and that their case was solved and that I was able to solve their case. It makes me feel like I did a good job.
3: Uh, Definitely, moving on to something a little bit later. Uh, have you ever done a live show? With music? Uh, they didn't really specify, so sure.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> who's I'm gonna, who's I'm this gonna day? Who's day,
3: people? You're talking
0: about me. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah during a, li- a live show.
1: I have. i um, I, I did them a lot when I was younger, uh, back, you know, when I was a teenager, um, I performed in LA and, um, on the East coast of Virginia, DC, actually, um, Baltimore, actually, um, I performed a lot back then, but, uh, in the law enforcement realm, I have only done one live show in Detroit at Shane park amphitheater. Um, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was cool. It was definitely cool. Um, I think the reason I haven't done a lot of them is just because the fan base is so spread out that it's hard to, to do that and take time off work. And, but also, it's, it, it takes a lot. I mean, it's hard to do a live show. you got to be in shape. you got to have the music squared away. Uh, the production's got to be squared away if you want to sound good. So I do enjoy doing them. I have done them. Uh, I haven't done any in, in quite a while.
0: Would you ever do like the um, – you ever seen that Netflix show uh, Rhythm Flow? I have not. Like if, if, if someone invited you out to uh, competition or some some sorts of like that, like a rap you, battle, yeah, not a ra- uh, kind of maybe. Like just put out your music out there and see who's the best. You know, would you, do, I, would you do reality TV?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I personally, I don't think my music's of that caliber. I think my music's great when it comes to people who it's for right First responders and people listening to it. Um, but I think it's kind of an easy market because there's not a ton of cop rappers. So, but when it comes to people that like eat, sleep and breathe hip hop, like there's some really talented dudes out there um, yeah. that I couldn't even imagine being like, Oh, my song's better than yours. Um, and, and the thing with music, man, is it's hard. Like, you know, everybody's great. Everybody's talented in their own way. Everybody's creative and i don't i don't get too into like the i'm better than you thing because i'm i only need to be better than me the last time i made music um and i'm gonna keep improving so i mean I, you know i i don't i don't get with that but uh yeah i mean that, that's kind of an old school thing i would have done it when i was younger but i think now i just don't give a shit like i just i'm like whatever you don't like my music down sand um yeah move on to the next, you know, I got 20,000 other people a month that listen to it on Spotify. So one person not liking it, whatever. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. So you're, you're doing the whole, uh, you said earlier, you're creating a podcast. I know uh, you were shopping ideas for names for a podcast. Yep. Can you confirm or deny a name? And how I is can. that process going?
1: I can. Uh, it's going to be called priority traffic with deputy hooker. Okay. Um so that one kind of stuck out to me because it not only does it kind of pertain to our job, it also pertains to things that are important to be said, but it also pertains to radio usage and an and, and important message that I think a podcast could convey. Um, we're almost there. We're almost there. So I got the equipment. You can see my nice hey, mic here. It's nice, it's nice dude. Nice I shirt. like it. Thank you. It's very nice. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're ready to go with it. I just uh, got a couple more things I need. I, I got the artwork uh, done today um a couple of revisions on the artwork and then we're going to be ready to go
0: did did you use like uh fiverr fiverr or whatever it is or i did he, i he did, he did actually
1: no i you know and i have a ton of people that do it but it's like it's hard sometimes to get them to get the time to do it and like like my intro for example my um my audio engineer where i record is doing my intro because i trust him with everything he's mixed every single bit of music you guys have ever heard so uh, he's done all like the, uh, interludes on my CDs where he mixes the voices and he does all the stuff. And, uh, I trust him with anything that he touches. So he's doing the intro, but with, yeah, Fiverr, you know, hit or miss, not, not a huge fan. Honestly, right. you have
0: to, you, you have to, you have to spend the money for sure yeah. for a decent person, look at the reviews and, and, and you always have to select like United States or, or, uh, Canada. Yeah, Is it, if you get like the Turkish countries, it's like very weird,
1: and they don't really know what you want. Yeah, I. It's and it's hard to put it like. Say, there's a the lot internet. of trial and error on our end. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to put it into words over the internet. Like, be like, oh, could you do? And like, I'm not a graphic designer, so I'm just like, oh, I kind of have this idea. Um, you know, like I found a guy who. Hand draws cartoons. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I sent him a couple pictures of me. He's like, hey, could you do like me, like in this pose with the cop car behind me, but like holding up a radio? Like, boom, priority traffic. He's like, why? No, I can't. I I can only use the image you sent me. And I'm like, so you put it in a a fucking filter? Is that what you do? Like, I can do that. I got Photoshop on my computer. I don't know. It's okay. It worked out. I I got one today that was, it was, it was okay. It was good. Um, But my wife has assured me you can always change the the cover art, you can always change the description, you can always change your intro. So don't. And but I'm a perfectionist. That's just how I am. So it's hard. But nine one one strong requested fiber to me, and I'm like, shit yeah. sucks. And I'm like, what? Is-? But it worked for him.
0: Yeah, it t- took us three four months to get actually started with our first episode. So really? and even that we had to we had to workshop that, redo it delete it, redo it again. Like it was, it was such a process, but it's so rewarding and it is,
2: it is worth it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, as we wrap up, uh, Debbie, uh, for anyone that's listening, where can we hear your music? Where can we see your videos? Where can your, do you know where your podcast is going to be when you come to that?
1: Yeah. So music is going to be on every major streaming platform, uh, Apple music, Google play, uh Spotify, Pandora, uh iHeartRadio, you name it, it's there. Um videos, uh Instagram is uh Deputy Hookham. On Facebook we have a page Deputy Hookham and Bookham, Um and then TikTok is Deputy Hookham as well. Um the podcast, I'm using Buzzsprout, I think.
0: Okay. So we're we're anchor people over here. Okay.
1: Okay. And I'm like, I'm like trying to figure this all out, but Buzzsprout looked like super user friendly (laughs) to me when I looked at it. I was at first on Podbean, and I was like confused as shit. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Buzzsprout, um, is going to have it. uh, Obviously it should be on Apple podcasts on Spotify, on everything, all all the hoopla. It should be there. Um, we'll see. Hopefully.
3: So I know we touched on it earlier. And the, the original question was, did you ever think about a fire EMS career, which you kind of pointed us in a direction in? So I'm gonna switch it up and be like, hey, have you ever thought of switching over to like the arson division or however your division <laughs> does it?
1: Um I, no, I never have thought about going there. I wouldn't mind it. I do I love going to fires. Um being in the aftermath of it and like looking at the evidence, like that's always really interested me to be able to be like, Oh, where did it start? Like, you know, this is not the other thing. I think it's just because of my inquisitive nature, but, um, I've never thought of going to the arson team. We do have an arson team. So it's something I could do. Uh, but it's one of those careers that like once you get in it, you kind of stay cause they put you through so much training. That's not cheap. Um, and you know, I, I kind of like being a cop. I like being around the patrol guys and around the act of crime and stuff. So, Units like that, being on the helicopter, um, you know, those specialized things, sometimes they kind of pull you away from that. So it's kind of hard to um, to, to, want to go into that because I, I don't want to leave law enforcement per
3: se. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Our, a lot of our counties and jurisdictions end up, the fire department actually runs their own investigations. Yeah. But you have to make it to a certain rank and then you're sent back through the police academy. So you got to go through a whole nother academy, but you get to wear a fire patch so people continue to like you. So kind of have its plus side. <laughs>
1: that is a plus. Yeah. You get to carry a gun, but people like you. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, we have so many different uh, versions of that out here. We have um, uh, in California, they have Cal Fire and Cal Fire has its own organization or own investigators for its organization um, that are both, you know, they're yeah. dual sworn, I guess you could say um then we have like our arson team and other agencies have their arson team and then there's like the city arson team and everybody they all come out of the woodwork and argue over who's going to take it typical shit
0: if 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 you could be a a beat cop for the rest of your career and continue with your pay scales increasing would you would you stay there or like do you want to you know i know you want to be a detective everyone wants to be a detective but like what what is that like would you rather be a beat cop or be working in the desk as a captain guy, or yes, yeah. yeah, what
1: yeah sure
0: i don't know if you have boats maybe if you want to go diving for dead bodies in, in some kind of pond Well, sure
1: yeah would but you, you know here's the thing is every job just like i think when you become a, a paramedic or a fireman you know you of all the different avenues you can go every job sounds cool as shit right and when you start your career you're like oh i'm going to do canine And I'm going to do the helicopter and I'm going to, I'm going to be on homicide and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. The reality is, is your career is only so long and it takes a long time to get to those spots and maintain those spots because it takes a lot of training to be good at what you do. Um, But I will say this as fun as all those other jobs are, I love being a detective. Uh, Would I promote? Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind being a Sergeant or a Lieutenant or higher, but the reasoning is because I know that I could be a good leader for my partners And I know that I could be there to watch their back as well as watch the department's back to make sure everybody wins, right? Um, But I'll say this to answer the question. No one becomes a cop because they want to leave law enforcement to go be admin, right? I, I, I I I love that answer. Yeah, right. And that's, that's something that's always guided me is like, you know, you didn't start this job to sit behind a desk and investigate burglaries or homicides or rapes or whatever. Like you got this job because you wanted to be in the uniform, you know, work in the streets and, and doing police work. Um, and that's a hard thing to give up. So if I could work patrol my entire career, sure. And, and you know, and I've told myself too, like the social media thing has sometimes – caused me to maybe not be able to move to certain areas that I wanted to go um, because people are reluctant to bring on any liability and they see it as liability sometimes because I am so out in the open. Um, And I told myself, you know what? If I work the streets for 30, 34 years until I can collect retirement, um, but along the way I've helped cops and I've helped first responders and I've helped change something and do something then I'm all about it. Like, send me the next call. I'll be there. Um, and that's just kind of how I've I've got kind of gotten through that.
2: Awesome. I like that answer. Great answer. Yeah.
0: Uh, so th- this is the last question I got for you. Unless the other uh, Scott and Zach have anything else for you. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's so lying. many. There are so many questions that sure. I can just keep on asking. But
1: <laughs> let um, them fly. I got time.
0: <laughs> this, this is a long answer. If you try to make sure. What's the simplest answer you can give um, for this question? How, how do we humanize the badge as a whole, um, first responders and civilians included?
1: Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal uh, some advice from uh, my late friend, Stephen Williams, um, who I don't, you guys have probably seen. Lieutenant Stephen Williams was a friend of mine who was murdered last year in Moody, Alabama. Um, always remember why it is you got into the job. And if you always remember why it is that you started doing the job, that will translate to the contacts that you have, to the work that you do, to the way that you treat your partners and the way that you treat your patients and the way that you treat your clients and your customers uh, and your suspects. Um, The number one way is be who we are and who we are is people who do the job for the right reason. And we all know that. Don't be afraid to show it. Don't be afraid to be human with people. Don't be afraid to um, have empathy with people while also having to do your job. And sometimes that's a hard balance, but you got to do it. Because if the more that we allow the stone face to take over, the more that's all people see is nothing but a uniform. And we have to show them that beyond that uniform is somebody who is truly there for the right reasons. And the uniform sometimes hinders their ability to see that. Yeah, dude,
0: that, that hits home like like to the T that hits home because you run you run so many you run X amount of calls with all these um, dirt balls overdoses stabbing you know w- whatever the case may be and you just kind of get sick of it and uh, at the at the end of the day you just have to remember that there's good out there in the world and um, yeah you know. yeah yeah
1: and, and for us right now you know I think the important thing is for cops uh, for the cops that are listening. It's very easy right now to feel like everybody's against you. Um, But what I think we have to realize is, is that not everyone is against you. And if what you do makes a difference in the life of somebody that's there needing you, you've done your job. None of us became cops because we wanted to be liked by the community. Nobody likes getting in trouble, right? Nobody likes being held accountable. None of us have. From the time we were in kindergarten, we got yelled at for talking out of turn. Nobody likes being held accountable, and we get that. But you have to realize that when people take it out on you, it's not personal, unless they make it personal. Um, but somebody out there needs you. And the more that you do your job, the more that we're going to have an ability to affect that person positively.
3: You're right. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's no way around it. That that's a mic yeah. drop right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it I'm, is,
2: dude.
3: <laughs> so I, before, before we move on to the last couple of things, I do have one final question is, When you were an FTO, I know it's big out in California um, and that whole general area for the safe spot for like dropping off a baby at a firehouse. Did you ever try and drop your rookie off of a firehouse because they were that much of a lost cause?
1: (laughs) That's That's genius. That is genius. (laughs) I wish I could go back like years ago and tell somebody like, hey about to drop your infant ass off at the hospital if you keep this up, or at the firehouse if you keep this up um you know i was always very lucky to have really good trainees um okay. i had i had a couple people that you know needed a little extra love and extra attention but i i loved doing that i loved teaching and i loved fixing and being able to like dude let me show you how i do it because i feel like i've got it figured out a little bit um I love being an FTO and all my trainees were incredible people and they've all gone on to do very incredible things. I'm very lucky for that because there's people who I know who have not had such good trainees and it's very difficult and it's hard because you don't want to like, you don't want to fail people, you know, like it's hard to get, get to where we're at, especially with certain departments. I mean, some people have to work in the jails for several years before they go to patrol or some people have to, um, you know, work as admin staff at a, at a station before they become a cop. And it, it, you don't want to, you know you don't want to crush people's dreams um but you have to sometimes because of safety
0: man so i, I hagam AKA forensic i just thank you for coming on the show um i also want to thank uh a certain uh volunteer firefighter that uh transitioned to a cop uh I, probably could reward that a little bit better but after a few beers i'm feeling a little intoxicated and uh i'm just gonna let it fly but um you know he he recommended me to get you and um i was like oh shit i i I follow him on my personal page i didn't even know why i didn't even think about and um i'm so happy you came on the show dude i'm so happy i i got introduced to your music I, i have you saved on my profile on spotify and i love what you're doing with uh humanized humanizing the badge so um th- thank th- thanks you. for coming on dude like i, I really thank
2: you so much we it. appreciate it a
1: lot absolutely i i i appreciate it and you guys reaching out meant, meant a lot to me uh because you know when the firemen want to come talk to you you're doing it right
0: yeah for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right tony scott zach hookham this is the off the job podcast thanks for listening